Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome back. Risk Check Podcast, episode 59. Damn, getting up there. Mm-hmm. The grades are settling in. Almost. Been doing this a long time. Almost enough to retire. Almost. <laughs> Don't call a comeback. Uh, we got a special guest on the show tonight. Uh, we are joined by Jess Chow, founder and CEO of Viren Watches. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us tonight. It's going to be a fun night. Uh, you know who we are. You got the usual suspects. My name is Perry. I'm Ben. And I'm Rashawn. And we make up the Risk Check Podcast. Um, you're in for a treat. This is going to be good. Um, this is, I, 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 I think you're the, not the first watch CEO, because we've had, we had Edward on. We had BJ. We had Edward Malin. And we had, we had BJ. We had Robin as well from Atelier Win. We did. But you are the first woman. CEO of a watch company we've had on. Yes. Usually very, very rare, right? <laughs> yeah. So I'm excited because I think we get a whole new perspective this evening. Uh, and, and you have an amazing company that's brewing and coming up. And, and we'll get into that. But before we move there, we'll, uh, we've will we got to have our honorary risk check. It's only right. Um, and as is tradition, we'll start with Rashawn, the man who... Almost never repeats a watch. Yeah, we can start to go into almost now. <laughs> um, but repeats the classics. Repeats the classics. You got something nice on the wrist this evening. I think you only wore that once before. What's this What's this tonight? This is the uh, JLC Polaris. Um, I mean, I've shared my love for this watch on the show, of course. And, yeah. Um, no date on a dive watch the way it should be. Um, I like that it kind of has that dressy, but then with functionality of being professionally used, et cetera, mm-hmm. and so forth. You know, I can wear this with a hoodie and cargos and some Tims and then go ahead and put it on with a suit at the same time. Yeah. Very um, versatile. With a wetsuit? <laughs> yeah. Go diving. Go diving. Um, but like, you know, this is this is one that I like to go to when, you know, I'm taking off the paddock or <laughs> I'm taking off the paddock. Um, or, you oh, know, I don't flex, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm not feeling the Cellini. Um, you know, I've kind of resorted to this. Um, so wait, <laughs> the JLC Polaris is a beater. Yes. Respect. Okay. Polaris, sure. Polaris is a beater. Okay. Um, <laughs> but I, I love it. I love it. And, um, you know, I'm not afraid to like ding it up or scratch yeah, it, of course. but still very, still want to keep it as mint as I possibly can. It's pretty mint. Uh, I enjoyed the bracelet yeah. on that piece. I also always find it interesting. I love a watch that has two crowns. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a thing. Yes. Uh, the second crown rotates the internal bezel, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you get you get you know a little funny with your egg timer there. Yeah. Respect. Exactly. Enjoy it. <laughs> um, we'll save our guests for last. Ben, what are you wearing tonight? You got uh, a special watch on? Yeah, it's a watch I'm wearing for the first time on the show. Uh, shout out to Eric Wynn for sending them to us. Shout out to Eric. Shout out to Eric. The purple dial Seiko Roaring Blazers collab. Love it. And as always, I immediately took it off the bracelet. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Put it on the NATO. <laughs> Uh, the green and yellow against the purple down is a great combination. I love it. I think it, it bangs. It's very proud. It definitely bangs, but I'm a sucker for the second hand. Second hand is Red nice. and white stripes. Looks like it's a good. lighthouse. Oh, that's it. Shout out to sure. lighthouse in the room somewhere. <laughs> I kind of thought of it as a candy cane, but. I mean, it's I mean, rolling blazers, it's you know, good. Yeah. nautical. Yeah, no, it's good. So it works. Mm-hmm. Respect. Um, I'm wearing a watch I've worn before. Um... I don't know what made me wear this watch today. Yeah, I, I was thrown <laughs> off a little bit. I think I, I was thrown off. I saw it in, in the uh, in the watch box. 
And I was like, man, I haven't worn this in a while. So I'm wearing my um, my rag and bone Casio. Casio. Um, I don't often wear a, a, a digital watch. Um, I'm wearing all black today. Just felt sleek, felt appropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. There's something about it that is a lot less serious and i've been wearing some serious watches lately yeah yeah (laughs) and this just it felt like i don't know it felt innocent it felt nice to just wear something and not really yeah just think about it at all and um no i like it a lot i'm I'm much appreciated uh shout out to rag and bone um i love this piece it's great jess you got a special piece on i do you do uh this is a piece that i happen to really like and uh, we were talking off camera about it a little bit. What do you got on the wrist? Absolutely. Uh, so what I have here is our gold mirror. Okay. It's the latest from the stereo collection. It's yep. actually inspired by vintage stereo speakers in Studio 54. Speaking of a little bit less serious, we yeah. want to yeah. do something a little bit more fun, a little bit more celebratory. Yeah. So with our gold mirror, there's like kind of a disco ball vibe. And when you look at it, you know, you kind of see pieces of yourself as well. So. See yourself in, in shades gold. Why not? I love it. <laughs> and you can see part of the movement through the dial too, which is cool. Absolutely. So with this one, we actually, um, we're really highlighting the automatic movement. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to do skeleton cutouts. Mm-hmm. So you can actually see the jewels of the movement mm-hmm. right in front. And then there's also a slight bevel on the dial as well. That resembles that of like a volume speaker. Yeah. And bringing those like music motifs in as well. That's cool. There's also, there's a date disc on this model too, mm-hmm. right? So traditional date discs, you have kind of the numbers going around the side. Yeah. What we've done is we've etched uh, the numbers around the actual inner bevel rim. And we've put a little uh, white marker. So it actually acts like a volume meter mm. on a speaker. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Very thoughtful. Uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of the bracelet. I like brick bracelets. I think the bracelet is elegant. It's fun. Absolutely. It's nice. And the and class is great. Super comfortable as well. Um, they're all single link. And then we also have a custom uh, double deployment buckle as mm-hmm. well uh, with miniature pushers so that we have kind of that sleek profile mm-hmm. as well as it looking a little bling. <laughs> bling, bling. I love it. You know, it's great. That's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, so I want to get into I want to get into your story a little bit. Um, it's it's. It's always interesting and, and cool to have someone who launches a brand on the show or meet someone who launches a brand. Um, it's not every day you meet someone that launches a watch company. Mm-hmm. Um, and there aren't many people, as it appears to be in the space, quite like yourself. What, I want to know your story. Where are you from? Who is Jess? Absolutely. So I'm Canadian. I'm from Toronto. Okay. Shout out to Drake. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Represents. Um, watches is actually something that I grew up with. Okay. So my mom and my dad actually independently made watches. Wow. And both of them actually met at Basel World back That's in the so 80s. Wow. Legendary. <laughs> right. So they were watchmakers. Yes. Yes. Wow. Uh, they both actually grew up in the industry over 40 years of experience. And so something that I grew up all my life, wow. you know, they would always talk about it. But I think my experience is different from collectors. Yeah. Um, like I remember walking factories, you know, with my parents, like smelling the oils, yeah. you know, behind the scenes. And there's like a really sexy quality to how things are made. Mm-hmm. And we really wanted to kind of bring back that classic craftsmanship. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also wanted to bring something that was stylish and fashionable as well. Mm. So um, starting a company was something I've always wanted to do. But uh, because I had uh, watches in my family, I kind of ran away from it as a yeah, kid. I was right. like, I want to do something different. I want to learn something new. So what were you doing before you got into watches? What, yeah. what, what was career-wise, where were you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went into business, actually. Okay. So I was a management consultant for okay. over a decade, uh, building brands, uh, working at different agencies, yeah. and kind of learning the behind the scenes of really how to start a brand that would resonate with customers today. Um, but always wanting to find an idea that would really be a passion of mine Mm. um, while still kind of representing who I am. Mm. And I never actually thought of starting a watch company um, until I met my business partner. Okay. So my business partner, his name is Sunny Fong, Mm -hmm. and he's actually a fashion designer. Uh, He won Project Runway Canada, actually. Mm. So he's built uh, quite a great career, um, really um, pushing modernist designs and modernist Mm. style. 
And uh, he told me a story, actually. When he turned 40, he started wearing his dad's automatic watch. Okay. Because when you wear an automatic watch, it actually is your energy and your momentum that keeps it powered. Mm -hmm. And he uses it as motivation to actually get out there and pursue his passions. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was like such a beautiful story. And I was like, oh, it's like the original Fitbit, right? Yeah. Yeah. You wear this watch and it actually motivates you. And we really wanted to kind of celebrate that and bring back the automatics. So we decided to kind of move forward with designing an automatic watch. Mm. But what kind of automatic watch? Yeah. Um, he really wanted to do something that was rectangular shaped. It was his high school graduation gift. Mm -hmm. And if you think about classic design, a rectangular mm. watch is what you see in the movies. Right. It's really classic and it's something that we wanted to bring back. Um, we looked at the market and we didn't see a lot of rectangle. Mm -hmm we realized why when we started getting into the manufacturing process, because yeah. they're incredibly difficult to engineer. Mm -hmm. So uh, that was kind of 2019, 2020, and we worked together to really create our first collection, the OG Automatic, okay. which really marries the automatic movement, but really bringing in that rectangular shape mm. into a modern design. That's time. What, what problems are you coming across when you were manufacturing your watch because of the shape? Absolutely. So because we wanted to do the automatic movement, mm -hmm. uh, the movement itself it's is round, bigger yeah, as yeah. well as thicker, right? Yeah. And to fit a circle into a square. Right. Exactly. <laughs> we basically had to find the smallest movement available mm -hmm. for us. Uh, and ours is the ETA 2671. Mm -hmm. um, it's quite small, but it still has a 44-hour power reserve. So we call it small yeah, and mighty. That's important. That's pretty impactful. Um, and then you also wanted a rectangular watch to not be too thick. Most of them are over, you know, 12 millimeters. Mm -hmm. And we actually spent uh, over two years just getting this as thin as possible. Right. So that I can still be kind of that dress watch shape and yeah. you can wear it to a nice event or even in t-shirt and jeans mm -hmm. to go to the grocery store. Yeah, so to make it like less sleek profile, less thick, you almost kind of have to like over engineer everything. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's exactly. a work more to get a lower profile. Mm -hmm. When we, they first gave us the case, it was really, really thick. And we worked directly with the uh, manufacturer to go millimeter by millimeter to try to yeah. get that to have that sleek profile. Interesting. Did, did, did you? I'm sorry, you had a question? Yeah, because I was going to I was going to ask Jess. So um, did you pick up the trade of watchmaking? Like, did your parents ever try to, like, teach you the skill? Did you want to pursue the skill? Yeah, um, growing up, it's not something that I wanted to learn, but I was just saying that I wanted to take a course because it's so interesting to me after I've learned more so the intricacies mm. and the behind the yeah. scenes as an adult now. I'm like so understanding the the value in that and I want to be able to do it myself. It yeah. sounds so fun. <laughs> so, so then I, that what I was going to follow up with, um, so saying that it was a little bit difficult for you to put um, the smallest movement into this rectangular shape, um, did your parents kind of like give you any insight or like, did you have that, any hand? That's where I was going to go. Yeah. Did, did they have any hand in, in, in making your watches? Um, I wanted to really have a separation between okay. us, <laughs> for like full disclosure. And so they definitely gave me some advice. Yeah. Um, they actually told me not to do the rectangular shape. Really? Yeah. They say, you know, not a lot of people buy it. Uh, they told me. Um, doing Swiss made watch, making everything certified, it takes a lot more effort. And mm. they were saying, I don't know if young people will appreciate stuff like that. Mm. What and, time is this? This is what year? Uh, 2018, 2019. 2018. Yeah. Okay, so some time ago. And I think, you know, considering what we know about the market then, at that time, mm -hmm. they were right. Yeah. But as it turned out, things were shifting. And now shape watches have really come back mm -hmm. totally yeah yeah, yeah. Totally. So 2019 was like the beginning of that shit for sure it really was and then yeah quarantine happened that took off it took off yeah and everyone diving into vintage and everything and, and now you see it back with 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 modern pieces mm -hmm. absolutely yeah um i wanted to ask so you talked about like your, your parents kind of giving you some 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 tips and, and pointers um and i know you weren't necessarily you didn't see yourself jumping into this but were you at all collecting watches or what was your relationship with watches pre veering totally outside of like your parents influence mm -hmm. uh well we always had kind of different brands mm. uh, at home so those were the ones i was exposed yeah. to and mm -hmm. so um the ones that i was collecting very much was in their circle mm -hmm. um as a woman really i was more into jewelry and into okay. different types of uh, accessories, you yeah. know, but 
now as an adult, having a timepiece is so critical. Mm -hmm. And the more women I speak to, it's actually something that's not marketed at all right. to women. Mm -hmm. And it's something that I'm really passionate in with the OG automatic, everything is gender neutral. Mm -hmm. And it's something that I think it's a more of an education piece that right. people need to understand that value, you know? Yeah. Let's take a look at the OG automatic. Mm -hmm. is it, uh... oh, sorry. This piece here. So oh. now you, you met you met Sonny mm -hmm. and you guys teamed up and, and he was passionate about creating a shape launch. Um how much time went into into designing this piece? Yeah, just even just the case took us over two years wow. to kind of refine. Uh, if you look at the actual case shape, um, where it's difficult for a rectangular case is because uh, when you bevel metal, it heats up and then it cools down and that actually warps the metal quite a lot. To be able to do a rectangular, it needs to be exactly precise or mm -hmm. the pins don't fit in. So if you actually look at the profile of the case, how it bends into your wrists, mm -hmm. how the lugs actually um, bubble they, into yeah, the actual bracelet. Um, we looked at really those subtle details and to us that's what luxury is, is taking those really subtle pieces but really having thoughtful care behind how that will actually sit on your wrist when you wear it over time. You don't often find um, fashion designers designing watches. Oh, no. um, I think it speaks to a, a great deal about your partnership with Sunny, but also uh, Sonny's eye and attention to detail design. I'm, I'm curious, how do you guys decide to arrive on uh, a brick bracelet? Mm -hmm. uh, we wanted something that was super comfortable and classic, and these brick bracelets aren't really made anymore. Mm -hmm. And so this was something that we really wanted to recreate. Um, bringing back that kind of dress watch shape, as well as making sure that it's super comfortable. Yeah. yeah. The design is very timeless. Um, I mean, when I look at this watch, I see so many, so many times in horology when you're talking about the design aspect of things. Um, my favorite era would definitely have to be the 70s. Mm -hmm. And I see the 70s design in it, um, you know, especially the inspiration, the the um, the the. The meticulousness it takes to say like, okay, this is how I want it to look, and it's, and it could be worn in the seventies to to the two thousands to twenty twenty three into the future. You know, it it has like this futuristic look as well too, mm -hmm. which is which is very interesting because it you would think that something like this would have a place in a date, but it's. You could see this and you see it in like some like post-apocalyptic movie or something like, which is kind of crazy. I love that. I love that. And if, that's if, the thing. If, 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 if I can say. No, thank you. And <laughs> I, I take that very much as a compliment too, because like, especially with fashion, there was all so much stuff that was fast fashion, things right. that are just made for the season. And we wanted to create something that was timeless that could be on your wrist for well, many years. I think years. It's, it's a statement piece too, right? Like I think when you think about shaped watches, it's not something that is super mainstream yeah it's more popular today but especially when you decided when you guys decided to to kind of take that step and to do a shape watch it wasn't the the, the thing that most people were reaching for mm -hmm. but i think you know considering the partnership that you forged with with sunny it sounds like you know you you had the the passion and the thirst to create something and in him you found someone who had a perspective Absolutely. Right. And so this resonates me for with me for a couple of reasons. But it's funny. I had a conversation recently um, with a friend of ours, Rhonda, who works at, at Watchanista. Shout out to Rhonda. We were Another Canadian. To, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> like that. Shout out to Rhonda. Um, and we were talking about watches that were uh, that sort of had an impact on you. And. I, it's funny because I hadn't considered this for a while, but there was a watch that my dad had mm -hmm. that I always used to reach for. Yeah, it was a um, it was a Kenneth Cole reaction. Oh my yeah, gosh! I was shocked to hear that. Yeah, it was though, and it, 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 it was a it was a shaped watch. It was mm -hmm. a rectangular shaped watch, and I remember seeing that 
And I I knew what Kenneth Cole was, didn't really care. Mm -hmm. um, but I'd never seen a watch like this before. And there was something about it that just drew me in. And I was like, oh, I think this is kind of cool. Yeah. Right? You had like an emotional reaction. I had an emotional yeah, reaction. Absolutely. I remember the first time I wore it, I wore it with a suit. I went to like mm -hmm. some like school dance thing or something. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I want to wear the watch. And then it, but it became, there was something about the, the design of like a rectangular shaped watch that at first glance appears super dressy. Yeah. But it's funny because you, you mentioned like jewelry. Yeah. Right. And so you realize, I think, how versatile the design is because then I, I had an inclination for some reason to dress it down. Right. And it started becoming this watch that I wore any occasion or any time I could get my hands on it. It started mm -hmm. with me asking my dad to wear it. Yep. And then it started with me seeing on his dress and just taking it. Yeah. yeah. Like, you felt like it was your watch. Yeah, it was my, you know what I'm saying? But I never really considered that. And like, it's funny, like looking at this now, like it, it it's bringing that memory back too. And I get it. And there's something about shaped watches that like really, really make a statement. Um, they're classic, they're timeless. Mm -hmm. I think they speak a lot about the person that's wearing them um, and what they care about um, because it is an aesthetic choice, mm -hmm. right? And I think it's great that your passion and um, your upbringing and relationship with watches you know, had you convinced like this has to be like a mechanical watch. You know, I think it's great to do something that's fashion forward, design forward, but at the same time, you sort of hearkening on what your parents brought to you and how they influenced you and saying, we're gonna stick to the roots of, of watchmaking, what I know about. Mm -hmm. And we really wanted to take a new approach, right? right. Take a modern approach, what, something yep. that's actually relevant today, mm -hmm. but still ha is still timeless. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit about the movement. So I understand that you, you were able to partner and, and forge a relationship with um, this watchmaking house. Mm -hmm. um, wh what's the name of the house? It's a... It's a, it's a watchmaking studio in La Chaux de Fon. In La Chaux de Fon. Mm -hmm. Okay. And... Um, so you guys are searching for finding a piece that can that can that can fit into this. Um, we know the specs now, but what were you sort of thinking about in that process outside of just like it's got to be automatic, it's got to fit into this piece? What were some of the things that mattered to you in terms of delivering an automatic watch to the table? Absolutely, um, I think our whole tenant is about modernist design, mm -hmm. and so modernist design is really about. Um, having those subtle details all throughout the watch it looks like there's not a lot but there's actually a lot hidden behind it yeah. so what you have there is our matte white version it's, hot, it's the classic white dial mm -hmm. um if you look at kind of the subtle details you'll see that the seconds oh sorry the minutes and hours hands are actually in the polished silver mm. but we've actually knocked out the seconds hand in the matte white for example mm -hmm. to add a little bit more depth and dimension in there mm -hmm. the indices are all tone on tone and then we also have really slight deboss seconds mm. holes right there so all of these have these slight 3d dimensional details mm -hmm. within it mm -hmm. and it's a very small space that you're kind of working with you, you see it yeah mm -hmm. and then also signature to our time pieces uh if you just turn the watch slightly you'll see a 18 karat gold reholt ring yeah i noticed that you have the the minute hashes in there you got it good eye um <laughs> so like those are um, so those are really like the subtle details as well. And we wanted signature pieces that when you look at it, you know it's a Viren. Hmm. This, the one with the diamond, I'm wearing the one with the diamond R markers now. And this one, the dial is sick mm -hmm. because like you said, it has like that engraved pattern outside where the, the seconds and the minute track is. Totally. So that one has the 31 natural diamonds on the indices. And yeah. there's actually, as you mentioned, that pattern on the outside, just to add more depth and dimension on that version. Yeah, and, and the... Uh, you can really see the gold more in it because I feel like it reflects off of the pattern. Totally. When the light hits it. Another thing that I, I, I really enjoy is I love the fact that you chose to incorporate an open case back design. Mm -hmm. um, because it's, it's, it's very easy to produce a wash like this and to make it quartz. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Mm -hmm. But you were very intentional in terms of like sticking to your roots and your upbringing with your relationship with your parents and, and watchmaking, but also like 
letting people experience that. Totally. And there's so much beauty that's involved here from the design of the case, um, the accents on the dial. But there's that Easter egg that I think that uh, a watch like this is very appealing to someone who's in search for their first luxury timepiece. Mm-hmm. And they still get to enjoy what they hear everybody who's already well-versed talk about. Right. And so here's your introduction to an automatic movement. Check it out and look at it. And I love that you guys have put a detail on the rotor and you see it there and it says it says Viren. Absolutely. The 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 movement is is small, but what's nice is it's actually it's kind of nice to look at. Like you still kind of see a little bit of everything. You know, you can see the mainspring go, you can see the jewels, like you can see some of the gears. And those are the kind of things that I think bring people in more. And then you, you, you start them with like, oh, I think this is a pretty watch. I like this brand. Mm-hmm. And then they're, they become collectors. Exactly, exactly. And when we were talking to people in our circle, we were talking about the automatic watch. We realized a lot of people outside of the collector community don't know what an automatic watch is. Mm-hmm, I've mm-hmm. had people ask me if it's an Apple watch. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's actually the opposite, right? Yes, yes. And after going and learning more about watchmaking and knowing that actually this is a craft that is almost dying, like a lot of people don't have the skill set to really know mm-hmm, this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really something that we wanted to bring forward and celebrate mm. because it's such a beautiful piece of art. And we want to share that with more people. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Um, I may be jumping the gun, but I wanted to kind of tap into like your your um, your business side mm-hmm. of of things and where your background kind of lies the most. Um, because you've put so much effort into this, um, of course, it's a passion project, but at the same time, it is. Uh, for profit like you know you're not making this just to like you know at the end of the day is business is money um and putting all these um specs in that's very special to you how are you able to kind of create this like competitive but also like approachable price point to the market absolutely that's a great question um you know usually the reason why a lot of people might not have the um, knowledge and automatic is because they're priced out a lot, right? Yeah. And that was something that was really important to us that we wanted to bring something that was accessible. Um, in our OG automatic, it's around two to three thousand yeah. dollars. Even with our diamonds, it's thirty five hundred. And so mm-hmm. it's definitely something that you should work hard at getting your first automatic watch. Mm-hmm. But it's still something that you can achieve and Very attain. Accessible. You know? Yes. Yeah. How did you know? So the first release was the OG. Mm-hmm. And at, at this question I'm going to propose is what I ask anyone who ventures off and starts their own brand, you know, getting ready to launch their, their first product. How do you know when it's done? What was that eureka moment like where you were like, this is it, we're putting it out? It's an interesting question. <laughs> um, when the manufacturer gave me the watch, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, no, and it's one of those things where you can over-design and over-design it. Yeah. Um, but really, with Swiss watches, you have to put the order in, and mm. it takes over six months to handcraft, right? Yeah. And so really, with Matt White, we were really happy with the case shape. Mm-hmm. And that's where we actually started experimenting with more and more different things. Okay. So we were happy actually with Matt White and that actually sparked ideas. That's why we started doing Matt Black. We're like, what if we did it in black? Mm-hmm. What if we added diamonds? Mm-hmm. What you have here is um, our launch in 2021, which is our black rock leather. Mm-hmm. Like what if we made the whole watch in leather? Yeah. And this one in particular actually has the leather all the way through the dial as well. And it resembles that of a leather cuff. Yeah, this one's my favorite of the bunch. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Harry has it in white. So I think the answer is I've never done. There's always like more and more ideas. And I think that's so great about watches is because it's something that you can like start playing with and have differences. I can wear each one of these on Mm. a different day depending on my mood. Yeah. Yeah. And it really represents different parts of myself. Yes. And so so it's still evolving in that sense. Right. And so I think that's cool, too, is like, you know, you start with the OG um, and then we get to see it evolve and you're evolving with the expression of different ideas and using different materials. So, you know, crafting a leather doll is not something that you see yes. these days. Yeah, never. Uh, we talked about it and we, we did have the privilege of seeing a, 
a vintage quorum mm. that had a very similar concept. But even that, I think when we saw that, it was like, wow, I never even considered that. Mm -hmm. That wasn't a thing. Yeah. Um, how did that, that, where did that idea come from? Was that, a, was that a sunny choice? Was this something that you guys discussed? Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you kind of look back at Sunny's fashion career, leather is a staple in okay. all his collections. Yeah, can't be mad for that one. Absolutely. <laughs> and I mean, leather is timeless too, right? It's mm -hmm. something that you can keep forever. And uh, we hadn't really seen a leather dial. And when we proposed it, they did tell us it was impossible to do. They said it was impossible. Not possible, yes. Wow. Especially because I already have an existing case. You need mm -hmm. to make sure it fits in. It needs to be meticulously thin so that it actually um, uh, doesn't have any issues over yeah. time as well. You would think that having an existing case would make it easier, no? Like, just fit the dial to the case. Right, but then you have a fixed space to right. really play with in that sense. And mm -hmm. uh, by adding the leather, you're also making the dial much thicker. Right. And so we also had some issues with the indices because mm. now you have to pierce it through a much uh, harder ah, surface. Right. Yeah. And so we then had to specially engineer actually the indices to make sure that they are small enough because we also wanted to have that still super slim, yeah. minimal look. Um, Did you have to make the pegs for the indices longer to go all the way? To yeah, the longer end? and stronger, yeah. yes. Um, Rashawn, you had a question? Yes. Um, Perry, you kind of like tapped into it a bit. Um, but then um, kind of listening to you, um, I think I, I kind of found like a new question I was going to ask. Because of the designs that you make here, you know, it's it, you know, this comes from your experience of like music and the speakers and then like leather cuffs and uh, fashion and all these kind of things. Mm -hmm. um, is there anything that you've designed where your imagination has gone too wild and like, you know, <laughs> the designers or like the watchmakers, like in this instance, they made it happen, but there's something they're just like absolutely like no way in hell. I'll be honest, at every conjecture on this collection, I got no's across the board. Yeah. If, if I believed what people said um, and took it at face value, yeah, this collection wouldn't yeah, exist. And mm. I think that's where innovation really happens when you kind of push people. And so um, we're excited about it. Hopefully, we'll come up with even more wild ideas that we can continue yeah. to try. Yes, yes. <laughs> so then how do you... Right? So because, because, you know, when you, when you deal with Swiss watchmakers designers etc like we know how um protective they get about just the culture of horology and, and etc how do you convey your message for them to kind of break the mold and and go against the grain absolutely uh we were super lucky to actually work with a watchmaking factory mm -hmm. in the show to fawn that um had a much kind of younger edge okay um they were hiring you know people that were younger they had tattoos that were watchmakers and they um really invested in us um as an independent um it's really rare that you can actually bespoke design every single component uh, of an actual yeah. watch all of our watches are limited edition there's only 100 of each and mm. so um they did really invest a lot of time with us to be yeah. able to um really craft each of these uh components that are really special and different yes very different <laughs> what's the case on the white um Leather down made out of. Oh yeah, that one's fun. Yeah. Uh, so this one is uh, our white croc. It's resembles that of like a white sneaker. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A little sporty and dressy. This is Cerakote on the outside to achieve okay. the white. Hmm. So, you guys are, you and Sunny get together, and say we're gonna start a watch company. Mm -hmm. You name it, Viren. Where does this name come from? What inspired it? What does it mean? Yeah. Viren is actually Dutch. It means celebrate. Okay. And we're really here kind of celebrating today's moment. Yeah. The the real definition is to celebrate, to party, or to feast. I love mm -hmm. it. And I mean I that really represents that every day. <laughs> Maybe you're you're very much the Viren brand here, Perry, right? <laughs> I think everyone wants that more yeah. in their life as well. So mm -hmm. it's funny too, I didn't realize, but like you can also see like the minute track inside against the walls of the case. Yeah, that's that's what's uh, on the rehaul, on the gold rehaul. That's tight. I love that you guys are seeing more and more the more you guys yeah. are yeah. looking at it, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it looks it looks different against every dial. It does, yeah. 
Um, I think you guys are find this interesting. When I first made the uh, the matte black watches, um, our gold ring, I actually we couldn't see the ring at all, mm-hmm. and we were wondering why. And I went back to science class back in high school. I'm like, oh, it's refraction. It's because yeah. the black dial doesn't actually reflect There's any no light. light. So yeah. if you actually look at our gold ring, it's slightly angled at a two degree angle, huh. so that you can actually have that uh, really clearly. Yeah. Seen across all of our um, watches. (laughs) I think that's a testimony to just um, as we look at these timepieces and we see so much more detail and, like I said, using that word meticulous and not bending and compromising to design these these works of art. um, Photos don't do it justice. Um, I think. These are pieces that have to be tried on. They have to be appreciated. They have to be seen. And someone definitely has to be able to convey that message the way it's supposed to be. Because, you know, for those that are not educated, it's just a watch. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But for you, you're like, this is my story. This is my life. This is my everything. Who designed the logo? Sonny designed the logo too? Yes, he did. Um, And we actually have a a little bit of a little lucky motifs and elements throughout our watches. Uh, Both of us are Chinese. It's our background and culture. Mm -hmm. And uh, the logo actually, of course, it looks like a V as Mm -hmm. well as the 12 o'clock, but it also has references of the bat. And that actually gives people luck and fortune. Uh, If you look at our crown, it's an octagonal crown. And uh, the shape really resembles that of a bagua. And in uh, feng shui, they use that to ward off bad energy. Oh, it's amazing. Mm. So, you know, you put on your watch and you feel good. good It's It's a good luck charm, right? 100%. (laughs) I I definitely seen like some kind of winged animal. Well, I, I was thinking like, like a, a falcon or something. Like, I was thinking yeah. something crazy. <laughs> like, uh, or, um, what is it? A, a Val- is it Valkyrie? Is that like a? I think Valkyrie is the guy that that's, kills that's vampires. Little, yeah. <laughs> something. Valkyrie's crazy. a little Nordic. Yeah, it's Nordic. So yeah. before you said bat, I was thinking fox. Okay. So when yeah. I see the logo, I think of like a little, like a little head of a fox. Almost. I see that yeah. a little sly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I. Uh, there's something else that you guys are doing that I I, I, I really appreciate. And um, this is a topic of discussion that's become increasingly more important to watch collectors, enthusiasts, and particularly people who are venturing off into watches. And it's the conversation of sustainability. Mm-hmm. Um, as has become tradition with many watch collectors and uh, seasoned watch collectors, at least. And I, I, I speak to a lot of people who are buying for the first time. They don't really get it, but we like to collect the boxes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, I think what's cool is that you've, you've given people a reason, uh, particularly people who this may be their first luxury timepiece to actually keep the box, the watch, the box. And inside the box, the watch is delivered to you on on a watch stand. You want to yeah, open this yeah, up real quick and just show? Sure, sure. And grab it with this. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course. Well, we were thinking about the packaging, and when we were looking at options, a lot of the boxes you just kind of throw out, right? And it just didn't feel right to us. Mm. And our collections are all um, inspired by modern architecture, mm-hmm. and it's all about form and function. Yeah. And so, really, with our packaging, is all about form and function as well. Uh, this is the kind of the watch stand that it comes in. And you can kind of have the watch at home on your bedstand when you're wearing it, when you're not wearing it. So just encouraging you to really wear your automatic watch yeah. every day, you know? Yeah. I, I love that. And show it off. And show it off. But also, like, this this has become, like, a, a thing, right? Like, watch stands right. are... Uh, the watch accessory business is booming. Of course. And... Just to let people know, you, you typically got to pay extra for this, right? Yes, you get, like, yes. It comes with the watch. A couple hundred dollars extra. That's yeah. pretty awesome. <laughs> yes. It's stunning. But it also, I think it, it's, it, and it's funny because the word that came to mind immediately to me was celebrating and it goes back to Viren. But getting your first luxury timepiece or your second, your third is a celebratory and a momentous occasion. Yes. And when you fall in love with watches, yeah, you like to show it off. But you also, there's there's a relationship that's formed, an experience. And when I have a new, I keep my watches in a safe. Mm-hmm. 
But when I have a new watch, it's by my bedside. 100%. Mm-hmm. It's right there. I, I see like it, all the it time. within arm's reach. Yes. I want to see it. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I roll over, I pick it up, and I just look at it and smile. Yeah. I know it's weird. For I those figured, of you I, were new to this. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is the group that does that. We can all <laughs> attest to that. You we can all it. attest to that. And so I think like to be able to 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 buy a timepiece like that and to add that level of experience to it is incredibly thoughtful. And and you're gonna win over a lot of people with that. So it's a really, really nice touch. Yeah, that experience is something that's important to us too because um, you want to get a watch, you want to be able to wear it right away. And so one of the other elements that we offer is complimentary sizing. Oh, okay. Because what happens is you get the watch and then I have to go to a watch store to get a size. I want to wear it right away. And so those are kind of like little service elements that we think about because you want to really enjoy that. Absolutely. So how how does someone do that? Just put a measurement in? Mm-hmm. You just let us deliver a size and then yeah. we'll just have it shipped with it sized already. Okay. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. The other thing I like too about it is the fact that um, you guys are using the the, uh, the 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 pin to keep the links together. Um, but there's a ton of removable links there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think watch industry has forgotten that wrists come in all sizes yes, <laughs> yes. and yes. shapes and with a lot of these watches at some point it's kind of like there's no more yeah you can't, you can't take anymore. any more links yeah. out guys and it's like no you, you actually are making it so that you can cast a much wider net and and, and build a larger audience Absolutely. um well and, sorry not to cut you off no it's please a, it's a funny story because um most bracelets are regular size mm-hmm. and when i first made the watch it actually didn't fit my wrist wow see yeah. My wrist is very tall, and so we specially engineered this so that it would have more lengths that would be mm-hmm. removable so that it could have that reach. Absolutely. <laughs> um, speaking of, you know, accessibility, you guys, right now the business is, is direct-to-consumer. Mm-hmm. So people, are, you, you buy, you buy Varian, where you, but you're buying it online on your website, mm-hmm. right? Um, are you guys planning expanding will there be more doors more opportunities for points of sale to get Viren? uh what what's what do you got planned for the future yeah we definitely want to get Viren out there more mm-hmm. um we are doing kind of trade shows right now okay uh we'll be at wind up in october oh, awesome um we're also going to be back here in september for our next launch as well and so uh we definitely want to get out there more um but wanting to find the right partners and mm-hmm. not just have Vera and everywhere. Um, so this year we're really focused on um, really getting the watches out onto more wrists. Yes. Because <laughs> it really, when you when you touch and feel it, it's a completely different experience it than is. seeing it online. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So going back to the one on, on, on your wrist. Yes. The gold mirror. This was inspired by Studio 54 stereos what what where did where did the idea to pursue uh that mood that 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 inspiration come from yeah um sunny really does a lot of research when we're coming up with new collections to look at trends look at Mm. what's interesting and um we wanted to play with gold for a while okay it's something that (laughs) has been on you know our wish list Uh, but how do you want to do gold and you know the whole 70s movement Mm. is something that is kind of reviving now so we wanted to kind of play that up while keeping that kind of modern twist as well (laughs) Mm -hmm. and then um kind of diving into the future because perry's been asking um right now of course it's it's crazy because with rectangular shaped pieces especially with this cape size men can wear it as well Mm -hmm. do you have anything um in the in the future that will kind of be like for the fellas like (laughs) this is like okay okay no no i'm i'm saying but like more like i don't know more sporty perhaps more more sporty yes yeah i mean i think one thing that's really important to us is creating something that's gender neutral. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, watches should be timeless. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, especially as a woman, um, there are like a lot of tool watches out there. There's not a lot of options mm-hmm. for us. And so making something that is gender neutral is something that we want to continue moving mm-hmm. forward with. We actually spent a lot of time on the exact size of this case shape to make sure it could fit every single wrist mm-hmm. for both men and women um, and be universal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I love that. I mean, I think uh, I really enjoy the um, the leather dial 
pieces. Yeah. You like the white or the black? I like the I like the white one a lot actually. (laughs) It just feels like very Miami to me. Makes me want to go. Yeah, you love it. I do love it. Key West watch. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. This makes you feel a little Scarface. I don't know. Yeah, you see that. (laughs) Um, I think uh, gender neutrality in in watches. I think is is a really great conversation, and it's something that I've I've talked about a lot recently. Um, I mean, we even had Kathleen on the show and she she talked about one of her biggest yeah. pet peeves with people like gender and watches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, watches are for anybody who wants They're to wear them. They're for anyone who wants to wear them. Um, really, my personal style, I like men's style better. I like things that are I think people go back and forth, right? So, yeah. Even yeah. like today. It's like, not necessarily by gender. Right. <laughs> I find myself, um, I'm, I've been skewing smaller. Like I'm wearing watches between like, to me now, I used to say 39 was the sweet yeah. spot. I think like 37 yeah. is yeah. perfect. I mean, everyone here has small vintage watches. We all have small We all have 34s. We all have 40s. And then we have 40s, yeah. both like a 42. Yeah. Um, and so I think, you know, that that is, a, that is an important conversation to have. But I also think that, um, I also think that there is something to, to be said for you deciding to put yourself out there as a spokesperson as a founder, as CEO of an upstart company that you've launched um, to be the face. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't often, um, even still in 2023, see uh, a lot of women CEOs in the watch industry. Um, we're starting to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, you see it at AP, and I think they're doing an amazing job. Mm-hmm. Um, I was with some folks yesterday uh, visiting from Switzerland. They have a brand called Speak Marin, um, and their owner and CEO is a woman. Um, but you don't really see very many launched by women. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that this is a trend that continues. Um, how important is it? Is it important at all for you? Do you see yourself as as... Is it is it important for you to be in the in the forefront? Does it mean something to you to have established yourself as a as a watchmaking company, as a watch company that was owned, launched, and is run by a woman? Absolutely, yeah. it's something that is very important to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, growing up, I saw my mom being a really badass entrepreneur, mm-hmm. and um, it's something that really inspired me. I would love to inspire other women to get into the industry too, because I think it's something that. What, from what I've heard is somewhat intimidating, mm-hmm. right? Um, there's a lot of terms, maybe it's information that they don't know. And kudos to you guys. Like you guys have done a great job really making it more approachable to people. And let's continue, you know, yeah, growing absolutely. that community because this is something that's super cool. Like just come and ask questions. It shouldn't be intimidating. Yeah, you know? yes. <laughs> we got to make it fun. Exactly. Um, you brought up your mom. I think that's an interesting point because I was thinking about that when you're talking about your parents and they met in the 80s. And your dad was a watchmaker and, and your mom's a watchmaker. And there aren't a lot of stories of, of women watchmakers. I'm, obviously, they existed, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Women were doing everything and have been doing everything for as long as time has existed. Like, mm-hmm. But n- not put in the forefront. Not to, they think, Most people think watchmakers, they think some guy in a lab coat. Right. Yeah. And here is, is your mom who already stepped in this field, who obviously together with your dad has, you know, laid down that groundwork and passed on that passion to you. What did that mean for you growing up and watching your mom uh, be in this hobby? Yeah, I think that's probably what wanted me to be an entrepreneur. Yeah, I really saw how like their hard work and there was a lot of hard work for sure, but like they really had control over what they did and they were really able to bring their vision to life. And it's something that always really attracted me. And now really being able to realize that is a little surreal. Um, But it's so beautiful, too, because like working before as a consultant, you know, you don't really get to have physical objects that you can actually create. And Mm. now really you can have something that you're holding in your hand and you're telling me you're having an emotional reaction to something that we created. It is something that's so beautiful (laughs) and it motivates me to keep going, you know. So where is Viren going next? What, what can we expect for the future of Viren? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we're about experimentation. Okay. 
And so the last few things, we've experimented with materials, we've experimented with color. With our latest stereo collection, we're really experimenting with the dial and the movements as yeah. well. So we have one more release coming out in okay. September, actually. All right. Um, so stay tuned for that. Okay. Um, and then we're going to be really continuing to kind of experiment with more different materials, with more different kind of design to show variability, but still keeping that classic rectangular shape. I love it. <laughs> I think you have an incredible story. Uh, I think you have an awesome product. Um, you know, it sounds like the relationship that you forged with Sunny is uh, incredibly rewarding. Um, you know, to your point, anytime that you can you meet your counterpart, launch a business, and then create something that people have a positive reaction to. Mm -hmm. Feels good, mm -hmm. you know, to, to bring something to the market. It's almost like, it's like birth. This is like your baby, yeah. you know? And um, kudos to you. I think this is awesome. Um, I'm excited to see where you both go with this. And I tip my hat off to you because I, I know how hard it is to be an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. I know how much work it takes. Um, I know how much noise you have to quiet <laughs> and stick to your guns and see things through. And how much noise you have to make, too. How much uh, noise you have to make, too. How many <laughs> no's you have to hear. Right. Um, knowing when you have to say no, when you have to stick to your guns. It's not easy. It's a long road. Uh, it can be lonely. <laughs> it can be grueling. Um, but you live to to see it through and you live to celebrate. Vera, yeah. it's amazing. Congratulations to you. Thank you very much. This is awesome. It's a celebration. It's a celebration. <laughs> Let's celebrate. <laughs> oh, we will. Yes, we will. Um, I want to say thank you for coming on the show tonight. It's been a pleasure to have you. Um, where can people find Vera? Of course, you can find Viren on our website at Viren, V-I-E-R-E-N dot C-O, mm -hmm. or Instagram, Viren Time, mm -hmm. V-I-E-R-E-N-T-I-M-E. Mm -hmm. -E. Amazing. <laughs> and in terms of price, before we, 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 we go, what is the what is the price range that, that's offered for Viren currently? Of course, uh, in our matte series, mm -hmm. uh, they go for $22.50. Okay. Uh, our two leathers, uh, black and white, are $28.50. And our diamonds are thirty five hundred. Mm -hmm. uh, all of them are limited edition. They're all numbered. There's only a hundred of each. I'm oh wow! Mm -hmm. Okay. The mm -hmm. white croc that you're holding is special edition. There's only five. Mm. Yeah, and I then, seen that on the case back. Uh, yes, exactly. They're all numbered as well. And then with our oh, latest, oh wow, that was yeah, number one. Are. This is number one. You gotta have it. respect. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, with our latest stereo collection, uh, we're really playing up that gold. Uh, the gold mirror is uh, 5250, mm -hmm. and then the latest sunray is uh, 5550. Incredible. You have an amazing product. I think you got an amazing brand. Incredible story. Thank you again for coming on. Um, for those watching and listening, you know where to find us, at Rich Check Pod on Instagram, Rich Check Podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, TikTok for children, TikTok for the children, Amazon Music, Stitcher, yeah. Overcast. There's yeah. so many casts. So many casts. It's a lot of cast. And maybe one day in the metaverse. No. Maybe one day in the metaverse. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a, a real joy, episode 59, and we'll see you all next week. Peace. Yeah. Virant. <laughs>